Hello, and welcome to the Live, Lead, Succeed podcast, where you'll be inspired to become the best version of yourself, overcome limiting mindsets, and grow into the leader of excellence you were called to be. Here's your leadership and lifestyle coach and guide, Stacy Barlow-Hill. Hello, Succeeders. It's Stacey Barlow Hill, your leadership and lifestyle coach, helping you to become the best version of yourself and lead successfully. Today on our Tuesday talk, we are going to talk about the enemy of perfection. You have probably heard me say uh, many a times, especially if you are one of my private coaching clients, um, because I share um, some of my experiences uh, with my clients, but I often refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. Um, I have dealt with the spirit of um, (laughs) perfectionism most of my life. Um, And a lot of times I hear people proudly say, I'm a perfectionist. Um, And when I hear that now, um, I'm almost kind of filled with sadness um, for that person because I now have a different take on perfectionism. Um, And it's still something that I struggle with, um, but I have come to learn that being perfect is only a hindrance. Um, Trying to be perfect is only a hindrance. Um, No one is perfect. And when you are striving for perfection, you are striving for something that is never going to be. Um, And as a result, you are only really hindering yourself in trying to be perfect. Um, But as I was thinking about this topic today, it led me um, to a book that I read um, probably a couple of years ago now, um, but it's um, Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. Brene Brown, Dare to Lead. Um, really good book, great read. You should definitely read it um, and add it to your uh, library. But she talks about um, vulnerability a lot. And if you follow Brene Brown um, at all, you know that that's that's her thing, vulnerability um, and opening up and personal growth and things like that. But there's a part um, in this book around page 79 where she begins to talk about what perfectionism is and what it is not. Um, And it's really eye-opening to kind of read it. It's If you are on the other side of perfectionism, um, you kind of know these things, but to kind of like read them and and hear them um, out loud um, really helps you kind of get a better perspective on them. So I want to just kind of read a couple of them and give my thoughts on them. Um, But the first thing that she says is that perfectionism is not the same as striving for excellence. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth, and perfectionism is a defense move. She says that perfectionism is not the self-protection that we think it is. We protect ourselves, right, by trying to be perfect and not having any excuse for anything because it's perfect, right? But she says that it's actually a 2010 shield that we lug around thinking that it will protect us when in fact it's the thing that's really preventing us from being seen. People can't see who we are authentically if we are trying to... um, (laughs) show our perfectionist all the time, right? If we're trying to show that we have this um, ability to be perfect, 
no one is going to see who we really are because no one is perfect. So if you are trying to hide behind that, you are in fact hiding your authenticity because you are not perfect. You will never be perfect. No one can be perfect. Um, and in trying to be perfect, you are trying to hide your flaws. So in hiding your flaws, no one can really see who you are, right? You can, you're not able to be vulnerable. You're not able to show the flaws and the human side of yourself. And that's what people need to see. People need to see that you are human, especially as a leader. Um, if you are leading others, you have to be able to show a human side. You, you can't be perfect because if you are trying to model um, a level of perfectionism, that's what you are in in. Um, by default, relaying to your team. You're trying to tell your team that they have to be perfect in order to reach a certain level. And you are setting them up for failure because that's a level that they're never going to be able to achieve. It's something that you're never going to be able to achieve. So um, that's it's preventing us from being seen. It's preventing us from allowing the world to see who we really are. And that that is a place of vulnerability, right? We don't always want to show that vulnerable side. We don't always want to show um, who we are at our core, but that's necessary, right? That's necessary in order to show up authentically as a leader, as your true and best self, you've got to be able to be vulnerable. Um, she also says that perfectionism is not self-improvement. Perfectionism at its core is about trying to earn approval. Let me say that again. Perfectionism is not about self-improvement. Perfectionism at its core is about trying to earn approval. And think about that for a minute. Just kind of let that sit because we don't often think about perfectionism in that way, right? We think about it more as us, us as trying to be better and do better when in fact it's not. It's really about seeking approval. We want to be perfect because we want people to praise us. We want people to um, show acceptance. We want people to recognize us for the things that we do. And we get attached to the things and not exactly who we are. Um, she also says that, um, she says that most perfectionists grew up being praised for achievement and performance. Example, grades, manners, rule following, people pleasing, appearance and sports. Somewhere along the way, they adopted this dangerous and dehabilitating belief system that I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. So I am sure if you live with the spirit of perfectionism that you have you're able to identify with this, right? You get caught up in what you do versus who you are. And this was something that I myself struggled with for a long time. Um, I um, I felt for a long time that my identity was wrapped up in, in, in what I did and that people only liked me for what I did and that um, all of the conversations um, that I would have with people always started with how's the business going or how's the twins or how's something that didn't necessarily have to do with who I was, right? And it wasn't that they were doing this to me. It was the way that I was perceiving it. I was perceiving that people only ask me about the things that I do. So therefore I have to focus more on what I do and make that perfect because that's who I am. When people say, what do you do or who are you? Um, I would often snap right back at, oh, I do this or I am that. Not who I am as a person, not what I like, not what lights me up, not what my purpose is, but listing off 
what I have done because that's what I associated with who I was. And that's what we have to be careful about, right? We can't get caught up in all of these um, achievements and labeling ourselves with this attachment um, to what we've done, right? Those are two different things. She also says that perfectionism is not the key to success. In fact, research shows that perfectionism hampers achievement. Perfectionism is correlated with depression, anxiety, addiction, life paralysis, or missed opportunities. The fear of failing, making mistakes, not meeting people's expectations, and being criticized keeps us outside the arena where healthy competition and striving unfolds. Wow, right? That's a whole <laughs> mouthful. She says that it's correlated with depression, anxiety, addiction, life paralysis, and missed opportunities. And I can absolutely see why, because perfection is just a rabbit hole. It's, it's You go down this rabbit hole of trying to be perfect and perfect and perfect and perfect. You feel like you can't release things out into the world until they look perfect. You feel like people won't like you if you're not perfect. You feel like you can't be forgiven of things if you're not perfect. You feel like your work's not going to be recognized if you're not perfect. You have these um, these thoughts of perfectionism um, mixed in with your identity. And it's just not so. It's not so. God says it's not so. Um, but it, it really is. And it can be the root for a lot of these things, right? You can work yourself into a depression and anxiety um, life paralysis, mixed opportunities, um, because you are so set on this idea of being perfect. So she goes into how she actually, what, what perfectionism is and how she defines perfectionism. Um, and she says that perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought. If I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of blame, judgment, and shame, right? Blame, judgment, and shame are things that we don't want to feel. Nobody wants to feel blame, judgment, and shame, but we feel that if we have this perfect persona and we do everything perfectly, we will avoid feeling those things. It acts as a crutch. It acts as a front. It acts as, um, as a tool that we sometimes even unintentionally use so that we don't feel these things. We don't want to feel blame. Nobody wants to feel blame. No one wants to be judged, but you feel like you can um, put up a wall against this by being perfect. Um, she also says that perfectionism is self-destructive simply because perfectionism doesn't exist. You cannot be perfect. It doesn't exist. It's an unattainable goal. Perfectionism is more about perception than internal motivation. Let me say that again. Perfectionism is more about perception than it is internal motivation. So a lot of times, like I said, we brag or we say, I'm a perfectionist, I'm a perfectionist. And it's not so much about that internal motivation as it is a perception. We want people to associate us with being perfect so that we don't have to feel that blame, judgment, and shame that she mentioned earlier. Um, she says that there is no way to control perception no matter how much time and energy we spend trying, <laughs> no matter how much time we spend trying to live out our version of being perfect, it cannot control the perceptions and thoughts of others. 
it just can't. So therefore we go through this, that, that hamster wheel, right? That rabbit hole, trying to be perfect, trying to live up to other people's expectations and standards. And it's just not possible. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you strive, no matter how hard you spend your wheels and trying to be perfect, you cannot change perception. You cannot make people see you a way that you want them to see you. And even if they do see you <clears throat> in that way, it's not authentic, right? Because you're not living authentically. You are so wrapped up in trying to be perfect that you can't be authentic. You can't be human trying to be perfect and people can't see you authentically. So even no matter what their perception is, as soon as you make a mistake or you stumble and fall, you're going to wipe away that perception because you they have a fake perception of you because perfectionism is going to be wrapped up in false appearances, right? It's going to be wrapped up in um, inauthenticity of who you really are. So um, she also says that perfectionism is addictive because when we invariably do experience shame, which you will, judgment and blame, we often believe that it's because we weren't perfect enough. <laughs> and that kind of just goes with what I just said. You, you live this life of trying to be perfect and inevitably you're going to fall at some time. We all have um, human moments and we all have moments of failure and, um, you know, shame and embarrassment and things like that. Um, but you're going to think that it's because you weren't perfect enough, not because you're human and because human things happen. You're going to think that, oh, I didn't do this right. I didn't, this didn't happen the way that it was supposed to. I didn't, I wasn't perfect enough. I wasn't perfect enough. You have to let that go. Being perfect is not going to keep you from these things. It's actually only going to make the fall worse. Um, she also says that perfectionism actually sets us up to feel shame, judgment, and blame, which then leads to even more shame and self-blame. It's my fault. I'm feeling this way because I'm not good enough. Listen. I've been there. I, if you um, follow Enneagrams, I am a number one on the Enneagram, which is a perfectionist. Um, my um, disc um, letters are C and S, which are um, <laughs> a C is a person that is very um, detailed, thought oriented, organized. Um, the S is the stabilizer, someone who's stable and steady, all of those traits go in with, with being um, perfect. And now I have learned to transcend those <laughs> into a healthier version of what that looks like. So as I said, if you've watched any of my videos or you are with uh, me in private coaching, I will often say that I am a recovering perfectionist because I have not mastered this yet. I still have those thoughts of when I put things out into the atmosphere, I want them to look and feel and be perfect. Um, I want them to look a certain way. I want um, I want to have all of my, my T's crossed and my I's dotted um, before I put something out there to be received. And why is that? It's because we don't want to deal with um, what we feel is going to happen if we don't do all of those things, right? If I don't cross all my T's and dot all my I's, what are people going to say? Are people going to sign up for this program? Are people going to receive this? Are they going to have a negative reaction to it? But if I make it perfect, 
then you're going to accept it. And that's just not true. That's what we tell ourselves, right? That's that mindset and that belief that we have in our head, but it's just not true, right? People are going to have their own reaction of what they have, regardless of what it is. And sometimes um, if you watch my interview with uh, Stephanie Smith the other day, she said that one of her big things was um, taking messy action <laughs> and messy action is okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's more about the the quality of what you are putting out versus what it looks like on the appearance, right? So just as an example, let's say for Christmas, you decided to um, buy your child this bike, this shiny, brand new, whatever model bike it is that they have been wanting and asking for for so long. If you take this bike and you try to gift wrap it, <laughs> it's probably going to look crazy, right? You're going to have for one, there's not going to be a piece of paper that's big enough it's probably to cover this bike. Um, so you're going to have patches. It's going to be taped up. It's going to be wrapped and something might be sticking out. When that child wakes up on Christmas morning and sees that bike, do you think they are going to care about the way that it is wrapped? <laughs> they don't care. They just want the bike. They want the authentic, real bike that they've been wanting. They don't care about how it's packaged. They don't care about the tape and the seams and the, the missing pieces and the mismatched paper. And that's how we can identify that with ourselves. People don't care about all the fluff on the outside. I had some second thoughts about my hair this morning because I was this big and it's curly and I just didn't feel like messing with it. I said, who cares? <laughs> the message is what is real. The message is authentic. The message is what you are coming to hear. You didn't come to see what color lipstick I had on or what shirt I'm wearing or what my hair looks like today. You came to hear a message. You came to be encouraged and you came to be able to um, let go of the spirit of perfectionism. So I am hoping that this hits home for you today um, and that you are ready to let that go. And I keep calling it a spirit because it is a spirit. It's something that is, it's not of God. God never wanted us to be perfect. God doesn't require us to be perfect. God requires us to show up as who we are and to give our all and to continually work on growth and being better people, not being perfect not being perfect. God himself is the only person who's perfect um, in Jesus, but we we are not required to be perfect. God doesn't want perfection. God just wants our best. And whatever our best looks like is what he wants from us. <clears throat> and when we can give that in our businesses, and it's going to transcend into all of the people that you lead and that, that you have influence over um, your family, right? All of that's going to transcend. So you have to begin to let go of that today. I want you to, to think about areas in your life where you're hindering yourself by trying to be perfect. There is no perfectionism. And as a result, you're just going to make things harder for yourself. It's going to be harder when you ultimately do have those moments of failure and of fear and of shame, um, embarrassment, things like that. But you're going to blame it on not being perfect enough. And God just says not so. So I pray today that um, you can let that spirit go, that you can be free of that <clears throat> and that you can be in a state of recovering <laughs> as I am. I haven't completely gotten over it, but I do recognize it now. Um, and I do realize that it is not, um, it's not of God, right? And it's not going to help us in our leadership at all.
So take that with you today. I hope that you got something out of that. And I, I pray for your journey moving forward that you are able to release that and that you are able to, in its place, pick up um, the spirit of authenticity, right? And to walk into the purpose and the will that God has called you to. So thank you so much. I will see you next week. Take listening to the live lead succeed podcast we hope that you were inspired and encouraged to reach just a little bit higher today remember you've got this and we're rooting for you